Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Excuse me. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Praise Tabernacle Tuesday night Bible study. And as always, we're so grateful to God uh, for giving us another opportunity to come before you on tonight. And we know that that there's going to be something said that's going to be encouraging and going to be uplifting and uh, even convicting. So we just thank God. I think this is the second Tuesday night in the new year. So we just thank God. We're just so excited about what God is doing. We're so excited about his grace and mercy. And we we want to give a quick shout-out. Since this is championship country over here, I want to give a quick (laughs) shout-out to the Georgia Bulldogs. You know, somebody wrote a song that said, Who Let the Dogs Out? And they let them out last night. So we... We're just so so grateful. You know, we had some non-believers on uh, last night, and they were saying <laughs> some of everything. But we we're so grateful that we really saved. You know, this the Bulldog fans, we really saved. We love the Lord for real, and we ain't playing. So we just we're just so grateful for what God is doing <laughs> for us. Amen. Amen. But. Uh, we're going to get ready. We're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to turn it over to our speaker, our leader of the night, uh, very familiar to everybody, very familiar to me, and that's how she's my wife, so we thank God for her. Thank God for everyone that's on the panel, and I'm saying it's breaking up. I'm going to turn it over to you real quick. That way they can hear a clearer uh, so let's say a quick word of prayer, and the next voice you hear will be that of my wife, Lady Pamela Zachary. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you for another night, for another day, for another opportunity, and we pray that you be glorified and magnified in the service on tonight, and we pray that you are lifted up. Bless the, the leader, the teacher of the hour. Thank you, and we ask that you bless the panel. Bless those that are tuning in. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Uh, Lady Zachary, services into your hands. God bless. Amen. Good evening, family. Um, I pray everyone's day was amazing. Um, grateful, amen, that we are able to come together this evening for yet another Bible study. Amen. I just um, I just wanted to take this opportunity before I go into my lesson on tonight um, to just thank the panel um, for just for a successful year all last year and looking for a, an even greater Bible study and even a greater year this year. Um, so just be encouraged um, in spite of, and um, Elder Oliver, uh, he kind of talked about this, um, last night, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what you have. You gotta do what you have to do. Get serious with God. Be encouraged when you feel like giving up or you feel like you're not reaching anyone. And something that he said last night, he said, it could be one person that's on 
one person that's listening, your comment, and those that are teaching, something is going to be said. Never hold back, you know, what if, if it comes to your mind, if you know, if you feel the Lord is speaking to you, be encouraged on evening to push and to encourage others. I love y'all. I appreciate the panel. Um, everybody that's on, I thank God for my husband, a man that has given me this opportunity. Um, y'all just continue to pray for me. This is definitely something, um, and I said this before, but some people are like, well, I can't tell. But if you're not nervous, when you give, when you're giving the word of God, you need to really check yourself. You really need to check yourself because anytime you are giving God's people his word, you have to put that time into where you want lead his people astray or not even his people. Some, some may be listening that's not saved and they're trying to learn the ways of God. So if you're never nervous or like, well, God, I, I want this to be pleasing in your sight. You really need to check yourself. Nobody is that good <laughs> or that deep or that educated in God's word that we just think we got it going on and, you know, that we just, you know, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them this Tuesday. Or I, I, oh, I'm going to slay it on Sunday. No, be humble. And I'm grateful for this opportunity. And um, thank God for the panel again. So I know y'all going to help me out tonight. But I thank God for my husband giving me this opportunity because I I never, you know, doing an actual Bible study consistently. Um, I would usually have fifth Sunday um, to minister God's word. But I thank God for the opportunity. Thank God for Elder Oliver and Lady Oliver um, for chaos for this opportunity. Okay. So for those of you, um, when I spoke last, I came out of Genesis 37 verses um verses one i think we stopped at 11 so um just a little backdrop of what we what we did then um we talked about jacob joseph jealousy and a dysfunctional family um so we when we looked at the life of joseph um we saw he came from a messed up family a dysfunctional family and not only joseph jacob was dysfunctional. His auntie Leah, his 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 mom, you know, everything was just it was just dysfunction. So, um when we looked at the life of Joseph, that's that's pretty much what we what we talked about. And I heard someone say that part of the problem was when you have one man, 13 children from four wives, sibling rivalry, okay? And we also talked about the dreams, um, the dreams that he told his brothers, and then the dreams that he told to his father. And um, the scripture was saying that his brethren, they, they envied him, but his father observed the saying. Okay? So tonight we're going to pick up. Um, we may not make it all the way through, but that's fine. I'm excited about this. Um, this is, I, I don't know if I should call it a series. But um, it's talking about Joseph, and I'm I'm very excited about the lesson on tonight. So we're going to pick up Genesis 37, um, verses 12. If we don't get to 36, we'll stop at 25, okay, for time's sake. Um, so like I was saying, um, we, we talked about Joseph, 
and at this point, his his father favored him. He waited a long time to get his his wife, and I, and some theologians say because you know Joseph favored Joe, and he had so many, um, you know, attributes of Rachel where Joseph uh, uh, Jacob just loved him. I don't know about all of that. But one thing we have, I have learned from this, which I don't do it. I don't. I don't think I have. And for someone, someone that's in this situation, be careful how you favor one child over the other. Think about it. You have to get old. <laughs> you have you. You have to get old, and your your children. You know, if if you know, that's just how it goes. Sometimes your children will be there to help take care of you. And think about it. If because um, I have, I helped take care of my mother, and the love that she gave to me was that same love, that that gentleness and that care. Yes, we did. You know, we bumped heads sometimes and and argued it sometimes, and um, but that's that's a long long story. But when it was time for me to be there for my mom, for my mother, you know, it was the good kind of outweighed the bad. And I was able to love on her and to take care of her because there was no favoritism. I believe last um, this when I spoke about this last, I'm, I, I, if I'm not if I'm not correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I to my to, I remember Sister Tolbert um, saying that she was kind of considered the favorite um, because she did what she had to do. She was she was just a good a good child, um, a, a good daughter. So that's kind of I was, you know, I was the, the baby girl. So I was kind of I'm all, I was automatically the favorite. My husband can attest to that. He may not say nothing, but um, <laughs> he was considered, you know, he was to me as, uh, looking on the outside. He was considered the favorite. But just keep that in mind as we get ready to go into this Bible study on tonight. Um, I pray that you're able to see yourself if this is you. Um, what we're getting ready to um, to deal with, or if you are dealing with this situation because of your parents, I pray that God gives you peace and he fills that void um, through his love and his grace. Amen? All right, so let's jump on into it. Genesis um, chapter 37, and we're going to start at verse number, um, verse number 12, okay? Um, so like I said, I, I heard someone, they, they were saying when you have one man, 13 children um, from four wives, it's going to be sibling rivalry, um, especially when you pick one son or daughter and make them favorites over the others, okay? So verse number 12, and his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shisham. And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not, do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shisham? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And, be, and he said to him, Here I am. Verse 14, And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren. And well with the flock, and bring me word again. Let's look at that word again, because we know in um, previously Joseph came back and he brought back a report 
that was evil, okay, what his brother was doing, okay? So now um, he's saying, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vow of Hebron, and he came to Shisham. I think I'm saying that right. Shisham, okay. So Joseph's brothers are out managing the livestock. And as I was um, reading and studying this, <clears throat> it was saying that they, they are agriculture people. And a big part was to manage huge flocks of sheep and goats, numbering in the thousands, taking them from place to place to have good ground to graze on, meaning to feed on, had to search and find good ground to feed on, Okay. So here in verse number 14, um, well, where we have read so far, um, the other brothers are out working, okay? So what does Jacob do? What does the father do, okay? He sends Joseph, and he puts Joseph in a supervising position over his brothers who already hated him, okay? Jo- he Jacob put his son in a situation, a supervising position over his brothers, already hated him. He asked him to go again and bring me word on what's going on, okay? And as I was looking at this and um, I was thinking, it's different um, when you have an older sibling. That older sibling, you for them to look out for their younger siblings but when you have siblings and you have every the, everybody in the house and then your family know in this situation that you have a favorite and you send them to go do something it's let's let's just deal with now <laughs> let's just deal with right now they're gonna look at you like what what are you you ain't mama uh I, i'm not listening to you or why are you even here? That builds, you know, that that builds hatred and and malice, and you know, it can it can cause you know kids siblings back in the day. You know, we used to fight, <laughs> we used to fight, and then later on we we have to make up, or either we get a whooping, and we didn't have a choice, and we had to hug and make up. Okay, so verse number fourteen, um, Joseph has um, went to his brethren, and you know, just imagining. You know, you got your you got your clipboard and you know, got your got your pen and your paper and going and trying to check and see what's going on, knowing that these knowing that they didn't care anything about you. Okay? And I wanna open this up to the panel. I want y'all to help me out on this one because I haven't found it quite yet, but I was just wondering all of this thing all of these things up to this point that was going on with Joseph. Do you feel like Jacob had an an idea or did he pick up on, you know, the attitude or the, the emotions of his other sons? Did he know that his sons hated Joseph or was he so proud and so excited or so happy that he just didn't realize it? Does anybody want to give their um their thoughts on that? Before we move on, yeah, 
can you help? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I was lost somewhere. I, I, you know that that's a real good that's a real good question. And I, I just just looking at the text and knowing how uh, Jacob felt about Joseph, I don't. I mean, because scripture really really don't go into too much detail, but just you know thinking as a father. Um, you know, and the love, like you said, that he had for Joseph, I don't think he would have put him in a predicament that would have been unfavorable. Um, right. By, you know, not that he may not have known that the sons had issues or whatever, but it may not have been to the point that he felt they would harm him, that that, that the brothers would harm uh, the baby. I mean, that, I can only just think about our, you know, in my household, you know, we know how everyone takes care of, of Ice Pit. You know, everybody loves on him, take care of him. So, yeah, they all fight sometimes, but they know with him being the baby, they know it's only to a certain extent before me and Mama jump in and make them stop. So they all fight on different levels. Now, him and Macho will fight you know, a little more intensely uh, or intense, a little more intense than, than him and the other ones because, of course, because they're, they're so much older. But him and Macho, they sleep in the same room and most nights sleep in the same bed, so they're always pretty much going at it. But we, you know, we allow them to do that, but it has never crossed our mind that Macho would do something to really hurt, you know, the baby. So I can just, you know, just just thinking about, you know, from, from a father's standpoint and uh, using the baby brother, uh, you know, just in, in our own family, just to think that, you know, I, I don't, you know, believe that Joseph, uh, that Jacob, you know, thought that they had any ill, you know, because we see, well, ain't going to go, ain't gonna go no farther, but yeah, that's just my, my point of view on that. Okay. Great question. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay. So we're going to go ahead and move on. So at this point, verse number 14, um, Joseph's brothers are out. You know, they're doing hard work, um, out to the flock, doing what they do, um, probably tired, sleeping on the ground, hot, exhausted. And now Jacob put Joseph, like I was saying, in a supervising position to go over and check on his brothers who, like I said, who already hated him. So just use your imagination like, wait a minute, Joseph, you probably was in the house, you know, being the favorite <laughs> with mom, with dad, you know, just just living it up. So now you coming out here to check to see what we're doing? No, you that's just that put more gas on the fire. Okay? So that was kind of not not of course, you know, the, the question that I, that I asked, of course, you know, he didn't the father um Jacob didn't deliberately send him out there, but I was just using my imagination. So when Joseph went to go check on his brothers, um what how was his attitude? Did he 
as we, you know, I'm asking, I'm, we're going to read it. He, did he have on his coat? You know, did he walk out there like, yeah, what are y'all doing? You know, dad sent me out here to check and see. You know, what attitude did Joseph have? And the same thing with Joseph. <laughs> Joseph knew. It wasn't no doubt in Joseph's mind. Joseph knew. I can imagine that he was, that he was favored, okay, that he was favored over everyone else, okay? So at this point, they're probably tired, exhausted, and now, oh, Lord, here, here he comes. All right, so verse number um, 15, and a certain man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, what seekest thou? Okay, what seekest thou? And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they fed their flock. And the man said, they are departed hence, and I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren, doing what his father said, okay, and found them in Dothan. Um, and Dothan was, um, as I was reading this, it was 20, 20 miles north of Shisham, Okay. And I was thinking, I was like, well, that's kind of like from here to almost maybe winder, give or take, okay? But he was going to do what his father asked him to do, okay? So now we're about to get into it. Verse number 18, and when they saw him, when they saw (laughs) Joseph, okay, afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. Every sibling, as I can use my imagination, seeing him afar off, like, is that, well, that, he, that looks like Joseph. He walks like Joseph. Oh, there goes that coat. You know, he, there, there he goes. So, they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them. They conspired against him to slay him. Okay? So they saw Joseph coming, and they wanted to kill him. They wasn't talking about, you know, roughing him up a little bit or, you know, let's just beat him up, beat him up real good, or um, let's, let's, you know, they used to, I don't know if y'all remember this, but when I was in school, it was this thing called Indian burn to where you get the person's wrist and you just keep, you know, twirling it. Y'all just, but anyway, you keep, you know, uh, it's, it's an Indian burn. So it actually burns your skin. They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do that, but they wanted to lay him. But the crazy thing is, is not only, you know, they wasn't worried about, you know, what only would it do against Joseph, but they knew, I feel that they knew it would put a dagger in the heart of Jacob, their father, because he loved Joseph so much. He loved Joseph so much. So think about it. If you, not saying he didn't love them, but he loved Joseph, okay? Okay. Um, 
So even with us, if something wants to happen to our children, thanks be unto God, our children haven't had any major, major medical situations, okay? Even when my baby boy, um, baby Omar, um, my four, our four-year-old, he used to have fibril seizures. Um, if his fever shot up really quick, he would go, his, his, his brain and heart was trying to like, wait, wait a minute, what's going on? And he would have a seizure. So even with him doing that, it's, it's, he hasn't had him in a while, but I make sure because when that happens, it, it's, you know, it's, it's nothing you can do and it's out of your control and that hurts as a mother. And also, you know, I can imagine as a father, too, that's your child. So if anything happens to your child, you're going to hurt. You know, you're, you're going to feel that, um, and especially if, it's, if you can't do anything about it. And when he used to go into his seizures, if anybody have experienced someone having a seizure, it is something to see. And to see, to see our baby go into a seizure like that, it was just after, okay, let's, let's call, let's call 911. Let's, let's see what we need to do and get taken to the emergency room. Um, and then when we found out what it was, we was more aware of it, but it's the fact of if something happens to your child, it should affect you. Okay. It should affect you. So they did, they, they cared. Yeah. They was gonna, there was plotting to kill him. But at the same time, I feel they knew that this would hurt their father as well. And these things even happen even now in real, I mean, in real time, these things happen now. Just go on your phone, go on YouTube, go on, what is it my husband like to watch? Um, 40, the, the first 48 and um, these, these crime shows, it shows you because of people's hatred toward people. They, 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 they take these people out. And the last thing that I was watching, I think it's, it's called um, Prime Crime or Crime Prime, something like that. The, um, the lady, she killed her, her, her baby because she felt that her um, baby father was giving the baby more attention, this nine-month-old baby, giving that baby more attention that caused jealousy that caused hatred. This person was dysfunctional when you, when they, you know, went behind, they did the background, her parents separated, divorced, dad beat his wife. The wife was, was, you know, prostitute. It was a dysfunctional family, a dysfunctional family. And if you can put your baby because of jealousy that your baby's father is giving their child all of this love and affection, but you can put your your nine-month-old baby in a situation and you kill them with your own hands, that, that is it's, it's mental, and it's, it was from a dysfunctional foundation, a dysfunctional foundation. So if anyone is listening and you have gotten to the point to where you just, you know, you really don't know what to do and you're going to do something that will hurt your children or that will hurt your family, seek help. Seek help. No, find something. Find someone 
that you can talk to because these things happen even today. They didn't care. They didn't care anything about Joseph. They didn't care, and we're going to find that out, but they cared less about how Joseph was feeling, and we don't know. The scripture doesn't say, well, I haven't read it, um, of how Joseph carried himself around his brothers. You know, it doesn't, I, I haven't read that in my in my studies, but we have to be careful of even when we're on our jobs or um, as mothers and fathers, siblings, um, if you have a sibling and if you have um, step, uh, what is it, step uh, siblings or half brothers, half um, brothers and sisters, treat them with love and respect. You have the same daddy but a different mama, okay, you don't know what that person is dealing with. Treat those people with love. Things happen in families to where, well, he's spending more time with that family than than he's spending with me, and I'm the oldest. Things like that happen, and if you don't talk about it, it, it's it's just going to get worse, okay? It's just going to get worse. In my household, um, I remember in – uh, years ago, it was this lady that goes to our church. She used to try to discourage me, try to discourage me to talk about how grateful I am. This is me. This this is this is what I'm grateful for. Children, all five of them is from my husband, from that one man. And well, you know, it's other singles in here, and you know, it's mixed families. I understand that, but I'm talking about me. I'm grateful for that. So if you're in a household that's blended, you have to pray and ask God how to deal with those children that may not be yours or how to deal with that with that with that child that's three, four hours away. You have to make time for your seed. Okay? But at this point they did not care. They did not care at this point. Okay, and that's hatred and dysfunction. All right. So at this time, we're going to turn it over um, to my husband for words, I guess, and um, offering or just offering. It's in your hands, baby. All right. All right. We're here at the halfway point. Before we give the offering information, is anyone on the panel, anybody want guy uh, have anything to say before we take up the offering? Um, I would like to um, just say something real quick, if y'all could hear me out there. Um, I'd just like to say that, first off, it's a great lesson, and it's also eye-opening for everyone to know and understand, you know, the dynamics of not only family, how family could possibly treat you, but make sure that you're not on the other side as to where even if you're not the favorite, that you're not being like the siblings and plotting against your own family and something like that. So, you know, not everybody could be in that situation or, you know, like even if you're from the parent standpoint, you know, we can't try to put that on one child and over all the other children. And then sometimes we can create conflict as well. So it's just to be mindful about, you know, what family truly is, and we can't be a family if we're always trying to 
be against each other and especially be against each other to that point, to that degree, to where you think about harming each other's parts. And they ain't just, not just harming, like, like First Lady said, not just trying to do like little Indian burns and we're going to rough you up, but no, you, you want to try to kill somebody. So, you know, that's next level and that kind of um, lets you know that, you know, it can happen to anybody where your mind could just get thrown off like that. So that's why for us now, later on, bringing it to today's time, that's why we got to make sure that we, you know, stay really and grounded in Christ so that we don't let our minds go to those type of things. So that's why we got to understand that we got to do what we're supposed to do and continue to have that connection with God so that we don't even get to that point where I feel like my own family, you know. So that's what I open mm-hmm. um, things go. That's why you got to continue to feed your spirit. They may not have had, uh, you know, the same scriptures that we have right now because of this was earlier in the time frame. Um, so we have other scriptures to be able to help us and guide us and show us what we should do. For example, just a quick scripture, um, Romans 12 and 21 says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil mm-hmm. with good. So yeah. we got to understand that we can go to the word. We don't have to be like that. We don't have to do the evil things, but we can do things of uh, of the Lord, do those good things. So we don't have to have to be evil like what we're talking about. And that's enough. Sorry. Sorry, I said too much. Great point. Great point, Mr. Tobert. Anyone else? Okay. All right. All right. Like I say, uh, that that's a great, uh, great point. And you, you're right. They didn't they didn't have the scriptures uh, to to kind of go by, uh, but but we do. We have them. So it's important that we are rooted and grounded in the word of God. That way, when things do happen, we have balance. And we, we've been preaching about the gospels and been talking about, well, about the gospel, this gospel and that gospel. And when you have that gospel, you're liable to uh, fall and faint over any and every little thing. But when you have this gospel, you have something to keep you rooted and grounded. So, uh, right now, we're going to give out the information for our Tuesday night uh, offering for those that would like to give. Uh, as always, our extended arms information, that's just for our community outreach. Uh, that information is dollar sign, E-A ministry. Once again, dollar sign, E-A ministry. And whatever the Lord lays on your heart, you can give. Uh, whatever the amount is, we are grateful for it, and, and thank you so much for it. Also, if you would like to give to our local church, uh, Praise Tabernacle, if you would like to give, uh, that information is PTC877. Once again, dollar sign PTC877. And may the Lord bless you real good. Lady Zachary, services are back into your hands. You're doing such a great job. God bless. Amen. All right. Thank y'all for those um, for those comments, and um, that is that is definitely what what Minister Tobert um, was saying. Like, don't don't be that that one that you know. Don't don't be that one that you know. You sitting around and someone out trying to figure out what can you do to hurt somebody. 
you know, and that's not even just just period, just just in life, period. Don't sit back and try to see what you can do to hurt somebody, okay? That can be um, on the streets, in, in, on your job, um, in your household, in the church, um, wherever. You shouldn't be plotting. Don't be on that side. Like Mr. Tober said, don't don't be on on that side, okay? Because um, it, you know, people, I, you know, I can't I can't relate to it because that's that's not me. But to live your life and to wake up in the morning, to go to bed at night, plotting to see what you can do to get at somebody or what you can do to prove your point to somebody this year. You have, I mean, it should be period, but this year, um, just have a made-up mind to say, look, if I got to back down or if I have to separate myself from the situation, if I have to lose friends, um, you know, along the way, you know, uh, and, and, you, and you think you have friends, but you come to find out, no, they was, they, they was holding you down. They was keeping you back from what God really had planned for you, but you couldn't let that go. So this year is just, you know, let people talk. I did a, um, I, I did a, a YouTube um, video, and I was just saying it's it's okay. It is okay. It's going to be okay. Don't live your life plotting, trying to get at somebody because something may have happened, and you are holding on to that thing. And I was, I definitely, I'm, I'm speaking for, for, for me, you know, holding on to that thing. And, you know, you go to sleep thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. As long as that you, that's on your mind, that person has control over you. Because you don't, you, God has given us the power. We are overcomers. We are overcomers. We can overcome anything that the Lord has put in our path. We can overcome it. We can overcome it tonight. We can overcome it, but you have to be willing to overcome it. Let those people go and just leave it alone. Give them to God. Let God work the situation out because sometimes it's not you. It's your lifestyle. It's the anointing that's in you that people will hate, that they will, you know, despise. I mean, just it's not personal. It's not personal, but let's not be on that side. And that's really good, Mr. Tober. I didn't even, I didn't even look at that like that until now. <laughs> but let's not be on on that side. Let's not let's not be on that side. Okay. If you if if you have caused something, go to that person and ask for forgiveness. Who is it going to hurt? Who is it going to help? It's going to help you. Okay, forgiveness is not for that other person. Forgiveness is, 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 is for you. So if someone has hurt you and you have went or, you know, you just can't shake it, go to them. Ask, you know what, I'm asking, even um, my husband's father uh, used to say this, Bishop Long, he used to say, you got to give up your right for somebody else's wrong. You have to give up your right for someone else's wrong. I may not have wronged you, but I'm still going to come to you. Listen, if it, 
if I've done anything to hurt you, forgive me and leave it alone because there is no more apologizing. Once we get it, that one time, like my husband told me, listen, we we going to keep the we're, It's okay. It is okay for you to want to take you a mental break. It is okay if you feel like you need to step away from your family. And a lot of time as mothers, if we get away from our children or we like, oh, Lord, we just, I just need a break. I just need, you know, I just need a day in the spa or to the hotel and just keep get me a night. A lot of time as mothers, it brings guilt, but it is okay. It is okay tonight for you to take care of you. Love God, treat people right. But in this year, this year of 2023, you shouldn't be doing the same things you found yourself doing last year, okay? And I'm pretty sure even in this message, and this is still uh, goes on the lines of, of dysfunction and, you know, the, the plot and the hatred, all of these things go in together. But I came to tell you tonight, it's going to be okay if you get stressed, if you get overwhelmed. Go take you a breather. Go take you a breather. My husband always walking. Go take you a good walk. Go take you a walk to just clear your thoughts, clear your mind. If you're, you know, a long day at work, just just go, just take care of you this year, okay? So you just want to do you. Yes, but at the same time, I'm not going to go lacking in my responsibilities that, you know, that, that you need to take care of, okay? So um, let's go ahead and move on. Um, but thank you. Thank you for that, uh, Mr. Tober and my husband for those, for those comments. You know, we just, we just have to do, we just have to do better. And in this message, um, in this series, it has definitely opened my eyes to say, well, you need to check yourself. You got to check yourself when it comes down to, to family or different things that has, um, you know, that has affected that has affected me as a as a child is not as bad as it was because of prayer and getting into the word of God. Anything you're going through tonight, you can find the scripture for it to encourage you. I'm telling you, I'm a witness. You can get into this word, get into this word, and you can find something to soothe your doubt and to calm your fears. 18 what stuck out is they saw him afar off. Joseph was doing what his father told him to do. He went. Okay? God can tell you to go. Just go. People, in, they'll see you coming, and yes, people will plot against you. And when you get to them, they will love on you. They will hug you. They'll pat you on the back, but they are still plotting. Okay? plotting against you. But if God tells you to go, you go. Be obedient. Joseph was obedient. He went. But his brothers saw him, okay? Sometimes that's the enemy. The enemy see, you know, that what the things that you have shared with someone, okay? But you got to keep on going. Keep on going. So verse 19 um, reads, and they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. 
Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say, some evil beast has devoured him. And we shall see what will become of this dreamer. Now y'all being sarcastic. Okay? Be careful. Be careful who you share your dreams with. Don't worry about the plot against you. Just know that at the end that you're going to come out with the victory. Whoever I'm talking to on tonight, whatever it is, whatever you're faced against, yes, they may have plotted against you. The enemy has set traps, but I got the blessed assurance that I'm going to come out with the victory. Isaiah 54 and 17 says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. It's going to form. Things may be said. Um, as I was saying, you know, listening to D&K um, on last night, and he's like, yeah, it, people people going to talk about you, but it don't even, it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they say, because you know what? It's their opinion about you. But at the end of the day, it's what God says. It's what God says about you. So no weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. People talk, okay? People plot it, and, you know, and this is just, this is just a, a testimony. People will talk about you if you're good, doing good. People are going to talk about you if you're doing bad. If you're on the job and somebody may, well, you know, they're, they're not supposed to be doing this or they're not supposed Whatever it is, people will plot against you because they do not want to see you succeed. They don't want to see you be successful. You have a business idea. Pray. Ask God who you should share it with. Be careful because, you know, everybody that pushes you and lifts you up, that does not mean that they have your best interest. Okay? Do we have any comments before I move forward? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Elder. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a great lesson. Uh, some things that's coming to my mind as you I was listening to you uh, teach and and um, listening to the comments, and I, I hope um, I, it makes sense. But I'm I'm the youngest of five, and um, I just had a conversation with my mother today. Because um, when we was growing up, we was, had a blended family. And since I was the baby, I never had to clean. Um, and my mother would always tell me, go see what they're doing. And I would always have to go out and give a report. And it used to drive my brothers and sister mad because I didn't have to do nothing. And I could mess up and run, and I would never get in trouble. But when my mother would leave, then I would get tortured. Um, not to the fact they tried to kill me, but I would get tortured. And um, they would talk about me. It was just a whole lot of stuff. But when my mother was around, it was a different story. And and I say that to say this, and even in, in, in the church, and um, I just had something happen where, uh, uh, oh, you the pastor's number one boy now. And, and they, they say stuff. And they'll they'll uplift you, but they'll say something behind to 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 try to knock you down, to get you off 
your game. It is, it is, it is, I don't know if it's jealousy. I don't know what it is. Is it because the anointing is on my life? I don't know what it is. But people, and as I was thinking about it, as you was as teaching, you know, we all are called by God, and we all have, have a, a calling. And people that are around us, whether they're your, your spiritual family, your regular family, sometimes they can't handle your calling. And when they get you by yourself, they will do anything they can to backstab you, to get you from getting to where you're supposed to go. And and I'm I'm just listening to this, and it's just like, wow, this just happened. This is happening. And it's just like whether it's with your family, your kids, um, or, or just in the church in general, because people can't handle the anointing that's on your life, and they don't know how – it, it it messes them up more so than it messes us up, but because they're trying right. to pat you on the back, um, sometimes it could mess us up because we're thinking that they're supporting us and what they're trying to do is derail us, and that's why we have to be careful. And we do have the scriptures to go to to keep us in the mind of doing what God would have us to do. But that's all I wanted to say, but this is a great lesson. Amen. Amen. Anybody else before I continue? Yeah, I um, and I, we gonna pray. We we glad you made it through that torture. I I had to laugh a little bit because you used to get tortured. Uh, <laughs> the the good the good the 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 blessed part in this, and and I know we haven't gotten to it. it, it ain't no telling when my wife is gonna get to that. It's probably gonna be weeks from now. Even if you tell your dream, and this is what I want everybody to understand, and this is what we can hang our hat on, even if you do share your dream, if God ordained it, Mm. people may try to delay it, they may try to kill you, they may scandalize your name, but if God gave you a dream, there's no devil, and I mean no devil, that's got enough authority or power to stop what God is going to do in your life. And I, this is to the panel, and this is to, to whoever else is listening, and I'm a witness to it. I'm a witness. That's why, they, that's why Elder Oliver, that's the reason why folks will say that. That's the reason why they'll say that, because they can still look and see these folks still having church. They still having church. They still praising God. And the reason why, the reason why is because I know what God said. And if I know what God said, then nothing else anyone else says, not that it doesn't matter, but you can't change God's opinion about me. <laughs> oh, I almost, almost ran around this gym. I told my, my big brother this morning, it was either this morning or yesterday, and I told him, I said, Poochie, always remember, always remember, nobody has God that much. Well, they can change the way God feels about you, that they can change mm. what God wants to do in your life, that they can change the anointing that God has placed on your life. And y'all understand that. Let, let's, get, let's make this thing clear. Let's make it clear. Because, you know, we, we, we are built for this. I think I preached the message about that. I'm built for this. We are, you know, all, of it, all of us on the panel, praise tabernacle. We built for this. And it's funny, it's funny how a small church, huge ministry, but we on, we on so many folks' minds, 
similar to, to Joseph. He was on everybody's mind. He was on everybody's mind. And he was just doing what he normally do. He just did. Listen, he was doing, I think, Oliver, uh, uh, baby, you said, he was just doing what his daddy told him to do. And let that be an encouragement to, to all of us tonight. If you're doing what daddy said do, don't worry about it. It, it might get hard sometime, and it might get difficult. You just do what daddy said do. And if we do what daddy said do, then we understand, just like I've often said this about my own house, my children can fight each other, they can fuss, they can do all that, but every one of them know that the other can't put them out. See, Macho knows, even though Amari is the oldest, Macho knows Amari can't put him out. She don't have that authority. Okay, so take that. Take that and, and understand nobody has that authority to change. If anything, God will bless you more. If anything, he'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. So for, for anybody that, that, that's looking at Praise Tabernacle and wondering, it ain't nothing but God. Yeah, people have come, people have gone, and we don't wish nobody no ill, you know, but it's funny. And let's just, let's just call us, uh, as the folks say, call us spade a spade. It's funny, we're still on everybody's mind. Now, we moving on and going on and still glorifying God. But here, you got folks that still stuck in yesteryear and yesterday, and we still dreaming. We still dreaming. So keep dreaming, but understand, don't worry about who's praying against you. Don't worry about who, who's, who's plotting to scandalize, who's plotting to, to, uh, to you know, to put you out. They can't do no more than what God allows. Okay? Nobody can. Nobody has that much power. Not your pastor, not the bishop, not the chief apostle. Nobody has that much power to change God's mind about you. He loves us so much. He's already sealed it. He loves us so much. All right, that's it. Thank you. Amen. Anybody else? I would just like to add on to uh, what Pastor just said, you know, uh, towards the end, basically just, like you said, keep on dreaming, like you said. So, for example, if you know for a fact that God is showing you something, don't let nobody throw you off course. You know, don't let nobody uh, try to come in between what, what God has showed you and what God has provided for you. If he's telling you, hey, this is going to happen like this, see that thing through regardless of who gets in the way because, as we see, family can get in the way. That's in the scripture on this one. Um, but also sometimes for us nowadays it could be friends getting in the way or it could be a coworker. It could be anybody else that we could substitute into that place that can get into the way. But we got to just keep on dreaming we got to hold um, on to what God has revealed unto us, you know. So even if whatever may happen, because things don't happen, distractions will come, but you just got to keep going okay. what you got to do. Things are getting your way. Those are obstacles, and you got to stay the course to make it through to the end. So that's all. Just stay the course. See through to the end. No matter what gets in your way, you know, God will see you through it. He'll see you through those obstacles. And that's it. I just wanted to say that just a little bit. And awesome lesson. Yeah, I love the fact that 
we're able to relate these type of topics to real life, you know, because Amen. it's great for us to be able to understand what went on back then, but it's also even better for us to understand how it affects uh, us right now and uh, being able to apply that to us today that we can hold on to for today and going forward. So thank you for this lesson, First Lady. Thank you. Amen. This is good. This yes, this is this is encouraging me on tonight as well. So we're gonna go ahead and read out and I'll say my last um my last comments, but I, I thank God for that, for the words of wisdom from, from everybody um on tonight and something that my, my husband just said, which I wrote in my notes, can't nobody change what God has shown you or what God has already given to you, whether it's a dream um, a business idea, um, what, you know, anything, if God says it, you better bank on it. That is, that is going to come to pass. So yes. Um, like I said, be careful of who you share your dreams with for, like you just said, you know, distractions and discouragement is going to come. And it's just like, um, you know, I used to be so excited, like, Oh my God, let me show y'all some pictures, you know, we went to Florida, we did this, we went to Savannah, we saw this, we got on the boat, blah, 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 and you're excited. I'm like, then you look and that person is just not giving you that energy back, <laughs> you know? So it's just like, just be, you know, just be mindful, but at the same time, it really don't matter because God's going to stand on his word. So if he, if, he, if he spoke it, if he said it, be encouraged to know it's going to come to pass, Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and read out verses, I'm going to start at verse 20, okay, and I'm going to read all the way out, and then I'll come back and um, say my final word, okay? Um, And um, verse 20, come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit, and we will say some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. And Reuben heard it which is the oldest brother, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit. Not send him back home, but let's cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. And it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren, his brethren, that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his tunic, tunic, okay, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit. Pit was empty. There was no water in it. They could care less. And they sat down to eat. You did all this evilness, and now you can sit down to eat bread. And they lifted up their eyes and looked. And behold, a company of Israelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh going to carry it down to Egypt. Uh, Yeah, we're going to go ahead and read out to 36. Okay, so and Judah said unto his brethren, what profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him. 
for he is our brother and our flesh, and his brethren were content. This is the the dysfunctional group of brothers. Okay. Then there passed uh, by Midianite. I hope these words, y'all, y'all got to help me out. uh, Midianite merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph into Egypt, and Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit. And he rent his clothes, and he returned unto his brethren and said, The child is not, and I, whether shall I go? Joseph coat and killed the kid of the goat and dipped the coat, y'all, in the blood. And they sent the coat of many colors, and they brought it to their father and said, This have we found. No, now, whether it be thy son's coat or no. And he knew it and said, It is my son's coat. An evil beast has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. Joseph got to be dead. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his lawns and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him. He was hurt. As I said earlier, they knew that this would, I mean, get get to their father. But he refused to to be comforted. And he said, for I will go down into the grave until my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. And the Midianites sold him into Egypt. Woo, I can't wait to get to this next part. Sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar. Summed that all up. They were planning for a cover-up, not knowing that it was going to be a come-up. Woo! All right, I'm done. God bless y'all. Um, how you going to leave like that? That ain't, uh... <laughs> Cause it's good. I just woo. I mean, we that's, might that's, well. Uh, okay, you say you done. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm done. all right. Well, I'm y'all, done. She, she gonna leave us. She go. Uh, I ain't gonna say that. Amen. Pray the Lord. Pray the Lord. She <laughs> leave us hanging. Amen. She leave. <laughs> she leave us hanging. Pray the Lord. All right. Before I give my my uh, final comment, Amen. The panel. Amen. Just very briefly, anybody uh, got any final uh, final comments for tonight? Hey, man. So I do have a comment. Um, this was a lot. It was a great, great lesson. And I just wanted to say that it was hateful, very much so hateful, because I could not imagine, as you know, you guys have family or just anybody could make me that mad to where I would see them and be like, okay, now's the time. Let's kill them. Like, it can never be that serious. Like, they really wanted to kill their brother for who he was, basically. And uh, one of the versions of the scripture that I was reading, um, the pit that First Lady was talking about, I believe it's pronounced a cistern. So, when I was studying it, it says that it's a waterproof thing um, that was made for holding liquids, which is usually water, particularly rainwater. So just imagine had they put Joseph in there and 
it was already full of water. He could have drowned to death, or if um, he wasn't found, he could have starved to death. Like, anything could have happened to him in there. But obviously, since they had planned on killing him anyway, it wouldn't have mattered to them. But it was just an evil a evil thing for them to do as his as his siblings. And there's a scripture that I wanted to read, um, James three and sixteen that says, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. So we have to stop worrying about um who somebody is or, or what they have or what they do or if you feel that they're better than you, focus on yourself. Focus on your relationship with Christ, and you you will be okay. But we can't allow jealousy and envy to harbor in our hearts, especially if we claim to be Christians. Like, we just, we can't. And last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to, you know, let you guys finish, is um, bringing it to current terms in, you know, 2023, which we just got in, but even for the last five years or so, the social media era has a lot of people's minds controlled. They feel like, well, my job isn't good enough or I don't make yes. enough or my clothes aren't good enough. My car isn't yes. new enough. And then we're not even going to get into this whole BBL era. So there are so many things on social media that have people questioning who they are as the individual. You are enough. You are pretty enough. You have enough. Your house is good enough. Your car is good enough. It gets you from A to B. So don't be jealous of what somebody else has to the point to where it makes you, you know, be a a mean individual or you become hateful or envious of other people. So, you know, just be mindful and be careful about what we allow to seep into our spirits too. That's all. Great point. Anyone else on uh, anyone else on the panel? Okay. I want to say great job on tonight, First Lady. Um, I appreciate you. The word um, that came forth. Um, I, I just thinking about my dysfunctional family and um, how I see firsthand how um, jealousy can. Um, actually destroy a family. So um, this is a great lesson. And the beautiful thing about it, I look forward to hearing what's coming up next because uh, it, it it gets better. So the the whole thing is just trust God no matter what, even how your situation may look. It may look doom and gloom, but God has the final say-so, and there's always a purpose for the things that you go through. So I thank you for um, this lesson on tonight. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Any Anyone else? Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, such a uh, another great study, another great lesson. And this seems like we we are just just turning these things into these scriptures into series because uh, just for the simple fact, we ain't no sense in rushing through. 
you know, no sense in rushing through. You know, let's let's continue to dig out. You know, let's be like the Bereans and study and continue to uh, go deeper in the Word of God. And two things that, well, one or two things, should I say, that came to mind as uh, my wife was finishing up the Scriptures, Reuben spoke up and Judah spoke up. And the reason why they, they had to speak up was because it was in God's plan, which goes back to what we were saying earlier Nobody, they can plot it, they can build it, it may even look like it's working, they may even feel like they have been successful in getting rid of you, but God has the last word. God has the last word. Reuben spoke up because it was destined. God God already had a plan. Then Judah had to speak up. He had to because God had a plan. It was not time for Joseph to die. Because if Joseph, all right, I ain't going to go too far, but it wasn't time. So so it, be encouraged tonight, whether it's in your family, you wouldn't think things like this happen in the church, but it does. It happens in the church. It happens in families. It, 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 things that was written aforetime was written for our learning. So, yes, will it catch you by surprise, depending on who it is? Yeah, and we've said for years, well, I've said for years, you know, we say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. Well, that's not true because it depends on who says it, okay? It depends on who says it, all right? So words can have an effect. Words can have an effect on you, especially if it comes from someone you don't expect it to come from, okay? But nobody, even if that means God will use your enemies to bless you, if God would, if he has to use your enemies to bless you, he'll do it. And they won't even know it. They won't, he, he, they'll be confused on why they're doing it. But God knows. Okay? You can't die until it's your time. Keep preaching. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep doing what God has called you to do. In spite of what family says, in spite of what church folks says, okay? you stick with God. And if you don't get nothing else from that tonight, Hold on to what God has promised you. Hold on to it. All right, all right. We're not going to uh, delay the time any longer. Great lesson. It is, it, uh, and just a, a quick note, uh, we're going to be, as my wife was reading this tonight, I thought about, you know, we're going to have Lord Delay's coming service tomorrow night. Our family service is going to be tomorrow night at 7. And I'm going to be preaching from the subject, Lost in the House. Lost in the House. And that is, we're going to be picking up, and, and if you tune in tomorrow night, you, it's going to be a lot of what we went over tonight, and I didn't even know it, but it's going to be a lot that we went over tonight that's going to be discussed on tomorrow night. But we're going to be preaching from the subject, lost in the house. It's bad to be lost in the house. It's bad. It's bad. So tune in tomorrow night. If you can, pray. Uh, Bishop Omar Zachary and Family Ministries will be on at Facebook at seven. I'll talk with Elder Oliver later on to see if we if he has if uh, blog talk is available at that time. And if it is, we'll call in and be on blog talk um, as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Till we see you again. May his peace be with you as we leave this place for never God's presence. Matthew twenty eight, verses nineteen through twenty tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. God bless you and have a good night.